Here are the latest dates, courtesy of CSMOD.com, to catch a live Smodco show. Kevin Mark with Fat Man Beyond in LA at the Scum and Villainy Cantina, Tuesday, January 22nd. Jay Muse and his amusing stories hits Washington Thursday, January 31st and Friday, February 1st in Spokane. Tacoma welcomes Jay Muse on Saturday, February 2nd. The Brea Improv in Brea, California welcomes An Evening with Kevin Smith Wednesday, February 6th. Hollywood Babylon at the Oxnard Levity Live in Oxnard, California Friday, February 8th. April 3rd, Jay Muse comes to the Ontario Improv in Ontario, California. Jay hits up Zanies in Nashville on Friday, April 5th and Saturday, April 6th. April 12th and 13th, Jay Muse in Indianapolis at the Helium Comedy Club. West Jordan, Utah welcomes Jay Muse on Thursday, May 2nd. Amusing Stories makes a stop in Oxnard, California, Wednesday, May 8th. Jason Muse stops at the Rally Supercon in Rally, North Carolina, Friday, July 26th. You heard the dates? Now grab the tickets. CSMOD.com. It's time to babble the fuck on. It's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. You guys are so sweet, man. It is Thursday night in Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen. Phoenix, Arizona. Woo! So let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Hey! Aren't you lovely? I like Phoenix. Yes. People here Um, are nice. It's sunny. We just came from a horrible Los Angeles, man. Usually it's on fire. Today it's raining really badly. Uh, so we, I landed and I caught just before the sun went down. I had a little bit of sun today. It was nice, man. There was a really wonderful moment of bliss where I was landing and I saw the sun. I got off and I felt the warmth on my face. I said, only thing make this better is a joint. And then I smoked and it was amazing. And so... <laughs> the perfect one-two punch. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, you know what happened on my way here? This is fucked up. <laughs> I drove, you know, I drive everywhere. Did you take a car service? From the airport? Anywhere. You got a rental? No, I took a cab. <laughs> like a pedestrian. <laughs> I took a cab like a regular person, showbiz. Sorry, what? I didn't have a car service. I don't have a car service. I rented a motherfucking car like a man and found my way around the fucking city and shit like that. Now that the mercy of, please, sir, can I have a ride? <laughs> Now that he's gone, I'll fucking do... Oh, he's back. So let me tell you what happened, man. I got my rental car, and I'm driving over here and stuff. And on the route from where I was to here, I passed a convenience store called Quick Stop. (coughs) This one was different because it was in color. Um, (laughs) Were there two guys standing up front? (laughs) Yes! I wanted to go over and fucking selfie with him, but that, it looked like a sketchy neighborhood, I'll be honest uh. with you. <laughs> it's kind of weird, though, seeing that. I bet. I took that as a good sign. 
<laughs> Apparently not. No, Apparently it wasn't a good I thought story. maybe there was more to the story, but it's it. totally so Not every stuff. fucking story is a joke. Some are more to like observational. Hey, I passed a convenience store. <laughs> no. Anecdotal type good. shit. Good. Hey, save it. Don't use it all up, Kevin. It's I a know. long show. My bad. You keep your A material. I'm I'm trying to fucking enjoy this because I leave uh, tonight. I get on another plane. I just landed like an hour ago. I jump on another plane tonight and I head to Saskatchewan for the next three days where- Saskatchewan, eh? It is apparently 20 below zero, but I don't know if that's in their weather or our real weather. I'm yeah, not quite sure. Is that centigrade or Fahrenheit? No fucking clue, but regardless, anything below yeah, sounds that's true. bad. Yeah. So I'm heading to a frozen hellhole. So I'm gonna enjoy fucking tonight really well. I'm already obviously enjoying it. <laughs> yes, you um, are. How are you? What oh, you been oh you know what? Maybe they have more convenience stores in Canada. <laughs> Wouldn't that be exciting? It wasn't that it was a convenience store, although that would be exciting sure, enough for absolutely. me. Sure, absolutely. It was a quick stop. Oh, man. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't the spell movie. it with the U, though. They spelled it differently. Fuckers. Yeah, I know. Right? Probably to avoid a lawsuit. <laughs> Probably, shit. yeah. So I would have been on the phone with my lawyer, and they're like, you don't even own that. I'm like, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> Um, this is, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a couple of weeks of doing shit. Last week I, uh, directed the Goldbergs all week long. I saw that. How fun. Had a great fucking time. Wonderful watching like very funny people at work and stuff like that. Uh, you've done a bunch of those, right? This is my third one and third one that I did. Like uh, I was supposed to do the season finale last year, uh, start shooting on February 26th. On February 25th, I had a fucking massive heart attack. Right. So I had to phone in and be like, I can't do it. Um, you had to call in. Call out. Dead. Yeah, call out from yeah. work. Uh, so this was the first time I went back since like the heart attack and stuff. So right. when I got there, you know, and, and I'm a chatter. Like I don't direct as much as host the show and just tell everyone what's going on and shit like that because they make that show very well without me every week. They don't need my fucking help whatsoever. Really, I mean, I just get in the way and shit um, because I make everybody clap. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, give it up, man. And like, by the end of the week, there are people like Lou, who's like the head writer on the show, uh, who sits on set all day and whatnot. He's wonderful. He's the uh, Jeff Whisperer. He's the really good with Jeff Garland. Stuff. Right. They've been friends forever. But uh, he, at one point, he was like, Kevin, I I gave it all up. I have nothing left to give up. I can't, can't give it up clapping. anymore. Yeah. And people are like, my hands hurt. Fucking go away. So, uh, but when I first got there, I was just like, you know, look, if we make it to the end of the first day of shooting and I don't have another heart attack, the last one wasn't your fault. But right now, I'm blaming the fucking Goldbergs. And uh, I made it out of their lives, so clearly it wasn't them and stuff. But I had a really nice time doing that. Uh, then I tour this week for a few days uh, here in Phoenix, which is lovely and hot. And then Saskatchewan where it's the opposite and shit. It's like fucking I'm Mr. Heat Miser. <laughs> I'm visiting both fucking places you in the year without a Santa Claus. You That's are. what I'm fucking living right here and jingle and jangler in my pants. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to uh, go do that. And then the week after I go up to Sundance and interview my cinematic betters, all the people that have films in the festival. I've been doing this, this is my, I think, third or fourth year that I do it for IMDb and get to like meet all the movers and shakers and shit like that. Right. Is where I get to meet famous people and like gush about very specific things they once did in their career and watch their expressions change. <laughs> like one of my favorite moments was uh, Bill Pullman, the actor. Oh, as opposed to Bill Pullman, the accountant? <laughs> 
bitch you are, man. We like, know who Bill Pullman is. The president came here for a little Day. fucking sun, a little happiness and shit. You're shitting in my mouth. Um, yes, Bill Pullman, who was the president of Independence Day. Yes. He was, I was interviewing him. He was in a movie with like four other people and stuff. And generally when I interview everybody, I've not seen the movie yet because it's just debuting at Sundance. Right. So, you know, you can ask vague things to the filmmaker about, hey, what's this movie about? But with the cast, you can't be like, what's it like to play a character in a movie I've never seen? You know, so <laughs> instead you kind of tiptoe through their careers and, and that's what I do. And I, I've had the job for four years, so they must like it, right? So Pullman's there and I never met the man, but like I'm a huge fan of the movie Malice. Have you ever seen Malice with Nicole Kidman? Oh yeah, sure. And Alec Baldwin. That's yeah. the one where he's like, let me tell you, I am God. Right. So Bill Pullman's like the husband in that movie, right? Yeah. So he's got this like amazing fucking delivery of one line, which has stayed with me since the first time I saw the movie, still to this fucking day. So when I was interviewing everybody, I got to him and I was like, Bill Pullman, we never met and stuff, but I always wanted to tell you, man, I saw Malice like a long time ago, obviously. Malice, one of my favorite like uh, thrillers. And you were wonderful in it, like you're wonderful in everything. But like there was one specific line that was so like, it, when I heard you say it, it was wonderfully delivered, but I was like, how the fuck did he spit that out, man? Like, and you probably never talk about it. I don't know if anyone's ever talked about it, but it was the line in Malice where you say, um, I just, he said this out loud. Somebody goes, what happened to you? And he goes, I just beat the shit out of a deeply disturbed serial rapist. That's the line of dialogue, which on the page, admit, as an actor, you'd be like, how the fuck do I sell this? No one speaks like this. How do I do exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. And, and he, he sold it. So I was like, man, hats off. I still remember the delivery of that line. And he fucking lit up like Christmas as if he'd been waiting to tell this story forever. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it was awesome. And he goes, that's Aaron Sorkin's fault. And I go, why? And he goes, Aaron Sorkin wrote that movie. Oh. And when I read that line in the script, I asked him a question. I said, hey, don't you think this is a little on the nose? Like, can we maybe give this a second he's look? He's like, remember in the movie, the scene before, you see me beat the shit <laughs> right. out of this deeply disturbed sort of rapist. And then like in the very next scene, I literally say this line, which really feels incongruous with the character. So he was like, why, why is this here? And he said, and Aaron Sorkin's response was my favorite thing I've ever heard from a writer. And you know, it just made absolute sense. I walked away and did the line. And he goes, Bill, sometimes in a movie, you have to let the audience know exactly where they are. <laughs> so that was a signpost line? Basically? That was it, man. Basically to be like, everyone's still watching? Good, let's go forward with the movie. So in interview, Previously on Malice. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that Without line, watching it in chapters. That would wake you up. Like watching some two dudes tussle and shit. You're like, I've seen that in a movie. But the delivery of the line, the structure of the sentence, all of it was just like, who fucking wrote that? Who delivered that? All of it had been a mystery for 20 fucking years. Then I sat down with the guy, mystery fucking solved. And so that's like, I like it when I go up there because I get to talk to people. Famous people are like wonderful in very small doses. Right. And so I, I, I'm never sitting with them for more than 10 minutes up there. So like they can't possibly fuck up you know what i'm saying yeah. like and if they do they must be horrendous fucking right. assholes they can't put 10 minutes together oh shit because especially because i'm sitting there blowing everybody going like holy shit you were in a movie once right. 
I bet even people you don't like, you go out of your way to be nice to them I and do. say nice things I about do, their work. I do, because that's the way I was raised and, you know, by my mom and shit. And sometimes right. you're interviewing people where inside you're like, oh, my God, man, fucking like I had to sit through that movie. I want my time back. But right. like instead you're just like, oh, that other thing you did. I always focus on something they did that I fucking like. Right. So I'm going to go do that like for uh, a week. But I asked my cardiologist, I texted him to be like, hey, man, I'm going to Sundance. Should I be careful because of the altitude and, oh, right. yeah. and the heart? And uh, he was like, no, man, enjoy skiing. And I was like, you think I'm going to fucking ski? <laughs> <laughs> you saw my body naked. You know that's not happening. But this is the new body. This is the new athletic body. True, this is... but... <laughs> you can do anything with that body. That is not, it's not true. You're looking at a clothed uh, body. Once these clothes come off, 19 titties fall out. <laughs> You know, just because all the fat 19, you're not even balanced not on even, both sides, no. really? One yeah, hangs one over hangs. my dick. It's so strange. <laughs> um, when I, when, you know, when you lose weight, like, the fat goes away, but, like, the skin had been distended, you know, because I was, like, top weight, I was 330. And so. you lost weight quick, too. You lost a lot of it very quickly. But people say that, like, oh, if you'd lost it slow, it wouldn't look like that bullshit, man. It's just, it happens. It's just one of those things that people don't talk about. I remember there was a guy on... Facebook once put up this very brave video. I thought he was a very large dude who had lost a bunch of weight. And he was like, you know, I lost like 200 pounds and shit. Somewhere you're like, holy fuck, that's astronomical. But he was like, but I'm still, I've got like body shame issues and stuff because mm. of the way I look. And he like stepped back and kind of showed off his body, which I was like mind bendingly fucking proud of the dude. I didn't even know him. And I was like, holy shit, good for you, man. He just fucking owned it and stuff. But I remember seeing him and going like, that's like what my body looks like. That's what it definitely looks like now. Shit just hangs. Well, then skiing is the perfect sport for you. <laughs> yes. Because you cover everything up with layers and layers of clothing. It's true. Absolutely. We're not but... asking you to be a competitive <laughs> diver in a pool. We're asking you to cover up in jackets and coats. As I whiz down the hills, the fucking leftover <laughs> flab will be flowing behind me like a fucking... You're gonna like catch a air, you're flying gonna get squirrel or something like that. Yeah, I might catch a little air. And now uh, here's something we hope you really <laughs> like. Hey, rookie. Look at oh, Kevin Don't Spears. fucking take them both. You already did Rocky. Let me do Bullwinkle. I didn't know you did Bullwinkle. Of course I do Bullwinkle. <laughs> hey, Ralphie, Bullwinkle. watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Wrong hat. No, you gotta say nothing up my sleeve. Nothing up my sleeve. Pesto. Wrong hat. I wear a seven and a half. <laughs> Comedy was easier back then. Yes. <laughs> Not funnier, just easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when Sundance is done, then I head to Louisiana and we start making a motion uh -huh. picture. Yeah, we uh -huh. start making a movie. Um, we will be starting uh, the sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Is that a yes? A Kev? Or a J? Or, I'm not sure what it was. Or was it death? Death, death, death. Don't touch the movie. Um, the movie critics in the audience. <laughs> it's gonna, yes, reboot. It's gonna be uh, a good time. And Jason Mewes was just over the house. And it's weird. Oh, I, Jay's in it. He's in it. Oh, better, good. Right? I'm glad, yeah. I thought um, maybe you recast him or something. Not at all. Uh, with Bill Pullman, you know, the actor. <laughs> yeah, the actor. <laughs> um, uh, Muse was over the house the other day. We had to shoot some uh, videos and stuff. And uh, 
He looks good, man. He's been working out. He's not only he's been working out, Muse has been fucking CrossFit training. Holy God, that's so hard. Jordan, his wife, who runs our company, Jordan texted me a video one day that I saw Jason and he looked like in unfamiliar surroundings. I pressed play and it was him doing this routine with a trainer Jeez. where they're like, all right, push, push, push. And it was like a metal rack with a heavy tire on it. Push, push, push back. All right, now grab it and pull back. Run, 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 run. All right, now sprint to the end. Okay, now do it again. Like, and he was running out of breath. It was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but I was like, this is adorable. You're, you go to the gym and shoot video with him. And she said, no, I make his trainer shoot video to prove he's fucking at the gym. <laughs> He's not smoking a cigarette, playing with Legos in the corner. Is that what? <laughs> and there is the Ghostbusters building. Yeah. Um, this so movie's going to be all wrong. You're going to be thin, and he's going to be jacked. It's going to be like Jay and Silent Bob. We've never Jay seen Silent before. Bob reboot. Oh, now all right. Makes sense. Fair enough. Uh, but yes, he he looks uh, wonderful. He's in great fucking shape and ready to go. Although his wife made the mistake of telling him like. Man, you know, you got to fucking, your skin is so dry because he, he used to be a heavy smoker and stuff. And right. as you know, smoking dries out the skin. Yeah. So uh, she was like, you got to start moisturizing. And he, you know, as a fucking, I'm 48, so he's like 44-year-old man. He fell in love with moisturizer. <laughs> so he came over to I shoot. fell in love with moisturizer when I was 13. <laughs> well, it looks like... <laughs> it, never, it never got to my face, but... <laughs> It looks like you're using the moisturizer and the product is hitting him right in the face. Because he came over to my house and there was something I couldn't put my finger on, but it was because if I did, it would have fucking went like that. He was so... Greasy? Greasy. Just, I didn't want to say anything because, you know, again, his hair was wet, so I assumed he just got out of the shower and shit. But then later on, Jordan was like, I saw the video. Why didn't you make him towel off? And I was like, I, he's your fucking, fucking husband. I'm not going to tell him what to do and shit. And plus, what do you mean, towel off? He'd already taken a shower. She's like, no, he has too much moisturizer on. She's like, you know he's an addict. When he went overboard with the pills, he went overboard with the pills. Same with heroin. Now he's doing it with the moisturizer. <laughs> Just, it, you know, could a little could go a long way, but no, every 20 minutes, he's greasing up and shit. So I got to have a sit down talk with him where I'm like, stop being creepy. <laughs> and slippery for that yes. matter. Can't hold you. Fucking catfish. Woo. Um, so yeah, man, that's what's uh, that's what's ahead. And of course, uh, Ralph will be coming out to join us as well at one point. I really have no career anymore. It's just wherever Kevin goes, I follow. And he looks behind his shoulder and goes, "All right, put him in the thing. Whatever we're doing, that's or else he won't true. leave us alone." We had to we had to reschedule our thing because he had another job. So he's he is always working. And stuff. You're very sweet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> another Frank. Fan. Oh my God, I love Phoenix because they hate you. Yeah. <laughs> no, they love you. It's clear they love you. See, they were chanting Garmy in the beginning. Turning on you now. I know, I know. Shit, I lost Phoenix. I had them, and now I, now I crashed and burned. But hopefully, I'll rise like I don't know what the fuck that thing's called. (laughs) Speaking of Phoenix, what do you say we start the show off the way we do each and every episode by talking to some folks here in the audience? Folks who've come particularly long distances celebrating special occasions with us tonight. It's a segment we call the Shoutouts, Gabe. It's a shout out. 
camping around, so get your cock out. Yeah. Get your cock out. Heart attack didn't stop that. Nope. 48, still sucking Mike. And Mike couldn't be happier, I gotta tell you. He's a, he's a lucky, lucky fella. And Kevin also does it on the stage, too. <laughs> this is a solid fucking joke. <laughs> uh, Dana, Dana, are you in the audience tonight? Where are you, Dana? Hey, Dana, how are you? Good to see you, brother. Dana, boy or girl? You don't have to applaud him. He didn't do anything. He's just, he just showed up, just like you. You guys are all equal. Dana, boy or girl? Dana's a boy. Could go either way. You can. It's a tricky name. Not like Ralph. No. Ralph, you're pretty sure where you're standing with a you Ralph. You ever met a girl named Ralph? I've never met a girl named Ralph. You ever met a girl named Kevin? Only the one inside. Yes. <laughs> Kevin lost all that weight. There's one more transition to go. <laughs> no, man. Maybe I'm not, I wouldn't transition. Maybe I'm talking it's like a quato situation and shit. <laughs> You have an actual woman living inside you. Yes, yeah, so where I open up my shirt and she's like, Quaid. <laughs> well, I won't be sleeping tonight thanks to that visual. Thank you so much. Uh, Dana Rice, I want to thank Kevin for being a huge inspiration to me, as he is to us all. Thank Dana. you, Dana. And for introducing me to Ralph through this podcast, as I am now in the Garmy for Life, right, Dana? Wow. Actually, uh, that's the only way you can be in the Garmy. It's like Scientology. <laughs> you have to sign a billion-year contract, and then... You should fucking do that, man. <laughs> like, you Make should Garmy offer contracts. that. Yes, it's part of the Ralph Report. It's just like one extra <laughs> level called Thetan level or something like that. Where the people Garmy can buy clear. for like, and make it real cheap. For one buck, you could buy <laughs> a billion-year fucking servitude membership. I like it. Where you have to pay $20 a month. Uh... Given that life is for the living, and Kevin thankfully lived through that now infamous Widowmaker, I was hoping Ralph could bust out an oldie but a goodie, if it's not too much to ask. Could Ed Wynn please tell us what is best in life by quoting my favorite film, Conan the Barbarian? Hold on, hold on. All right. You trying to get in practice before you start making a movie? You go, I want proof. I gotta send your wife proof you were working. <laughs> Hold on, let me moisturize. <laughs> oh my goodness! What is best in life? Well, of course, to crush your enemies. See them driven before you and hear the lamentation of their women, don't you know? There you go. It's a packed house tonight. Yeah, we got a lot of people Thanks here. Thanks for coming out, Thanks everybody. Thanks for making Thursday. <laughs> One lady's very happy she got here. One lady snuck it in under the wire. Yeah. Danny Romero. Are you here, Danny Romero? Oh, right up front. Hi, Danny Romero. I'm going to call you Danny Romero for the remainder of the evening. My name Wait, is da Danny a boy or a girl? Girl. D-A-N-I, Danny with an I. I'm sorry, my bad. I was looking at it. You weren't. I apologize. You who's always like fucking up in everybody's grill about fucking names and shit like, like that. Like it's tricky with those. But how weird. We had uh, gender names. Uh, Male Dana. 
a Dana and, and a, a female and Danny. A Dan- yeah. Yeah. Like if you wrote something like that, people would be like, bullshit. Right. <laughs> Imagine if they were standing in front of a convenience store. That'd be really interesting. Wasn't just that it was a convenient, go on. <laughs> my name is Danny Romero. I'm bringing my boyfriend Victor to the show in Phoenix. This will be my first live show and Victor has no clue who you are, Ralph. Well, <laughs> you're not alone, Victor. Ralph doesn't even know who he is yet. Yeah, really, ain't that the He's truth? He's searching. Thank you, sir. I love you too. I will more Pretty sure he said fuck you, Ralph, but no. move on. <laughs> I'll do that after the show too. I don't know. When in Phoenix. He only knows Kevin from Tusk and Zack and Miri, but he's happy to join me anyway. Hold on. Hey. You know Kevin Smith from Tusk and Jack and, and Zack and Miri? Those are my two most famous films. <laughs> Look, that's why I'm glad I got a wide array of for things to, uh, that people can know me from. Like, if, it, if people are like, oh, my God, you're that Zack and Miri guy. I'm like, yes. Yes, I absolutely am. And if they're like, oh, my God, you were that creepy dude who used to lurk in the halls of Degrassi. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, I am. I've done a lot of things. I've spun a lot of plates. So you are, that's yeah. how he knows me as a Tusk guy, I'm happy for that. Yeah. Unless he's like, I hated Tusk, then that's an I'm odd not the duo. Tusk guy. That's an odd duo to know, Tusk and Zack and Miri. That's, that's a pretty wide switch in genres right there. If he I'm, said Tusk and Red State, I might understand more than I would Tusk and Zack and Miri. You're asking the wrong guy because I, I love Kevin Smith movies. All of them. Oh, are you like all of them? <laughs> yes, all of them. Really? And I can mix and Have match you seen them all? Way. Have you seen all, every one of them? I did. Wow. You're a better man than me. Than You're a better man than me. That's all I can say. We love you, Kev. We love you, Kev. I think he said, fuck you, Kev. No. <laughs> yeah, this is a quick aside. Sorry, Danny. I'll be with you in a moment. I know. You... Uh, I saw Zack and Miri again recently. I hadn't seen it since I originally saw it in the theaters. And? And it is still charming as hell. I really enjoyed that yeah. film. This is a sweet movie, man. Like, uh, it, there's d- legit funny stuff in it, but also like the first a lot time of heart they have sex is, I, is still a, it's a scene I'm like way proud of. Yeah, stuff. when they're doing it on the beans. Yes. Yeah, because all of it begins with like that ridiculous like fucking bad porno, and then like you know they're trying to fuck and they wind up falling in love. But my, I I love the the after coitus when they're all just she especially is just they're, her life has changed. They're you know? so fucking great, but the cutaways to everybody. <laughs> watching yes. is like what I fucking love. And it also dates the shit out of the movie because they're talking about Lost. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes pop culture is not your friend. No, yeah. not at all. Uh, hi, Danny. Hi, Danny Romero. Good to see you again. Uh, last month, I jokingly suggested a hypothetical situation to my boyfriend where Kevin and I could have a one-night stand. I like this story. Keep reading. Victor was not amused. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. If I'd seen Tusk and Zagamiri, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want her to fuck that guy either. He but said, I've changed, Victor. I've changed. He said I'd be hitchhiking back to Tucson. Is that where you're from originally, Tucson? Yeah. yeah. I, I like Tucson. I can give you a ride. I got a rental car. <laughs> Danny continues, could sexy Kevin convince Victor to, to grow a beard so he at least can look like Kevin so I can fulfill some of my fantasies? And in return, I'll let Victor have some fun with my balloon knot. 
Well, sexy Kevin, you got your work cut out for you. You have to convince Victor to grow a beard to look like you. But the, the, the carrot at the end of the stick is he gets to have a little Danny balloon nut fun. All right, Gabe, let me hear I some of I think I have all the players. Let me hear some of that sexy Kevin music, please. Oh, Victor. Guaranteed anal, Victor. And all you got to do is grow a beard, man. Like, it's easy. Look at this shit. Grow a beard, be a beard, it don't matter. At the end of the rainbow, there's a brown circle waiting for you. The circle of life, Victor. You will be the victor, Victor. And if you want to close the deal, you can borrow my rental car. Oh, that's sexy as hell. Thank you so much. Go get them, kids. Uh, Justin Franklin and Stacy, are you guys here? Woo! 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 She just came. <laughs> We're both very excited to have you here and to be able to see Kevin orally pleasure a microphone. <laughs> Check that box. We already did that. And to have Ralph show off his over six dozen impressions. You're goddamn right, Justin. What would six dozen be? Seventy-two. Over 72? Over 72. Well, that's accurate. That's yeah. mathematically correct. <laughs> it is. Your shows, have helped, excuse me, your shows have brought laughter to Stacey and I in good times and helped us through the bad times. Wow, that's the nicest thing you could say to us. Thank you. Since this trip to your show was to be Stacey's present, could the gay ghost, the newly bald John Travolta... <laughs> have you seen Travolta lately? He's finally given up the hair pieces. Oh, he's not pretending he's anymore? He's full Luther now. He's full Really? Yeah. So if he's letting that go, what's the other things you think he'll let go of next? <laughs> Women. <laughs> Kelly Preston. <laughs> Could the gay ghost tell her how much I love her and how a great, what a great wife and mother she is? Oh. I wouldn't be where I am today without her love and support. She is truly a giving person. You've heard the impression before, right? Do you think he could say any of these things, really? I just want to point out that nothing in there is about ass-fucking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Danny Romero. It's fucking love right there. Right. All right, the gay ghost trying to say all those things. Hold on, I got to shoot this. Port. You don't have to shoot everything. Yes. You're, I'm like like a, a, you're like an odd goddamn Instagram girlfriend. Like, nothing like happens to... unless it's posted somewhere. I like to think I'm a 70s dad with a Super 8 camera. <laughs> dad, you're bothering me. Okay. Nobody believes that I'm your father. Great ghost. <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> it's so weird. Because <laughs> you're like so giving. <laughs> Justin doesn't know who he'd be without you. Who? <laughs> what? Where? Boo. <laughs> there you go. That's for you guys. <laughs> Somebody really likes Travolta. It's very rare the gay ghost comes out. I think we yeah. all enjoy it. Yeah. Nikki Miller, Nikki Miller. Don't make me regret this, Nikki Miller. 
That was that was an adorable. She was. She like one of those wind-up monkeys seal, with yeah. the symbols. <laughs> with a woo. Uh, Nikki Miller says, I am beyond elated to be here at my first ever live Hollywood Babylon show. I've had a huge crush on you, Ralph. <laughs> Nikki Miller. <laughs> Don't make it dirty. <laughs> I've also been a huge fan of Kevin's and blah, blah, blah. But back to Ralph. <laughs> uh, all that being said, I brought my best buddy Zach here with me tonight. Where's Zach? Hi, Zach. How are you? Uh, sweet Zach is a Babylon virgin. However, he is enamored with Ralph as much as I am. What the hell? I gotta go. Yes. You do, man. Yeah. You're the fucking guest star in a three-way, man. Yeah. An Arizona three-way, man. You're in Phoenix. Break out the Kleenex. <laughs> Which I believe is on the license plate. Is it really? Yes. I don't know. So, Nikki, you're married, right? But you're here with your friend Zach. Your husband isn't with us tonight. Okay. So he won't know. Right. That they fucked Long a radio celebrity. Sweet Zach is a Babylon virgin. He's the best buddy a girl could ask for Aww. for the last 10 plus years. He got ordained just so he could marry my husband and I. Oh, that freeway is definitely not happening yeah. now. He's a priest, for Christ's sake. Stop trying to fuck priests, Ralph. They're men of the cloth. You're the one who cast me as a pedophile priest in that horror movie. I did. <laughs> got me thinking all weird now. Zach drove all around Hollywood one year just to pick up my drunk ass on New Year's Eve, and he even drove from California to see this show with me. You drove from California? What? Wow. My husband doesn't really approve of how endearing I find Ralph, but he loves me enough to let me go and see the show. Oh, he lets you out of the cage? That's nice. <laughs> so the husband's at home, you're here with Zach, and you want me. This is the weirdest, weirdest three-way I've ever had, but I'm doing it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it would fill my heart with so much joy if the Germans... Hmm. <laughs> ...could let Zach know what he's in for tonight. No, let him know how amazing I think he is and maybe help him get a little ham flower action. What? The ham flower? Is that another name for the anus? Ham flour. We don't think we've used that one before. I think it's it's a boner killer right there. <laughs> Somebody was just like, throw it in my ham flour. Like, I'm like, I'm good, flour. I'm good. Just stand there, I'll look at it. The ham flour. All right. So, not to get too personal, Zach, but you like the fellas? Is that is that what we're, we're led to believe? Oh, you let me for my radio days. Okay. <laughs> That's right. awesome. He Good. called you baby. That's awesome. It's not the same baby? Well, thank you, baby. All right, the Germans are going to let Zach know what he's in for tonight. Can we do that? Yeah. I think we can. How about that theme song, Gabe? There's Batman and Robin and Ralph Murph and Potsieber's Rudiger and Klaus. They're Germans, not Nazis. Yeah, yeah, we're not Nazis in Nine any way. Nazis. Nine Nazis. Nine. 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 Nine or ten. Nine. Nine. Nine, ten, whatever it takes. Uh, Zach, here's the thing for you, my friend. You need to know. Um, You're in the friend zone. Yeah, yeah. 
You do all the driving, she does all the drinking and all the stooping. And tonight, you're going home alone because uh, I think uh, she and I are gonna But this is our job to get him the ham flour. Oh, the ham flour, yes. As we say in the homeland, the Wiener schnitzel. Uh, if anyone would like to have Zach's ham flour, or vice versa. Vice versa. Or uh, his hamburger, if you will. Or hamburger, if you're the president of the United States. Spelling counts. Not anymore, it doesn't. There's a lot of good people on both sides. Of the spelling thing, I was saying. I don't think this is getting Zach late at all. Go ahead, then help him out. I'm dying up here. Schnell, fuck the boy! Auf Wiedersehen! Auf Wiedersehen, Zach! Oh, Lord. It's gonna be one of those nights. Uh, let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Jen and Tony? Yeah. Everybody just leave the building with their hands up. Yeah, single file. So Exits are clearly marked. <laughs> uh, my name is Jen. I'll be attending your Phoenix show and bringing my husband. Jen? Jen. Yes. I got one of those at home. Yeah. Yeah, boy or girl. Which kind of Jen? I believe it's a girl. I'm bringing my husband, Tony, who is a Babel virgin. He has never listened to the podcast, so he has no idea what he's getting into. Wow. How rare to have, I guess not that rare to have a female listener in virgins. the house and the husband's like, I don't approve of this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Could David Bowie please wish Tony a belated happy 50th birthday? Please tell my husband that after 15 years of marriage, I will finally give him my rusty sheriff's badge. No wonder you shrieked when he read the letter. Yeah. What? So this will be the first time in 15 years? Yes. Has he been asking? No. <laughs> You're giving him a present he doesn't want. <laughs> She's like, I would have given up in the first 15 minutes if he'd asked. I hope you saved the receipt. Wow, man, things are going to change for you guys tonight. Yeah. Can we watch? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see that ham flower open up. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday to Tony. Fifty years, huh, Tony? Sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't recommend the fifties to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Turn back if you can. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> David Bowie singing "Happy Birthday" to Tony. Give me a little music there, Gabe. Happy birthday to you, Tony. You're celebrating 50 years. Happy birthday to you, Tony. We're so happy that you made it. Happy birthday to you, Tony. We're celebrating with you. Happy birthday to you, Tony. You get to have her butthole. Happy birthday to you. Stop it. That was for you, Tony. Happy birthday, Tony. 
Tony, a boy like that, you kill your brother. A little West Side Story. Yes. Wow. Forget that boy, go find another. And another rest. <laughs> to your I own I... kind, one of your own kind. I want to live in America. Different song. Oh, fuck. They're making that again. Yeah, by the way, it's not in the, in the news. I didn't put it in tonight, but did you see that girl, the 17-year-old girl? They popped I didn't it. see her, but in the news, uh, she popped up in my news feed because she's from New Jersey. Yes. So they're like a 17-year-old unknown from New Jersey cast by Steven Spielberg as Maria. Isn't and that crazy? Is he directing it? Yes. It's kind of like, no, I'm, I'm not saying like, how dare he, but ballsy, right? Like, that's an American Robert classic. Wise won every Academy Award, I think, that year with that film. It's kind of a classic. The yeah. difference, though, this time around is it's not going to be a bunch of white actors. <laughs> Playing Latinos. Right, yeah, right, right. It's going to be cast appropriately. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. 17-year-old girl. How old was Natalie Wood when she did it? Uh, in her was 20s, I think, in her young tw early 20s. It's going to be like a, I mean, I'm sure it'll fucking look amazing because it's Spielberg, but like, with a 17-year-old girl in, in the lead, it's like you, you could see it in high school. It's like a high school production, but writ large. This girl played Maria in her high school production of West Side Story. I'm going to fucking cry. That is so beautiful. Really? Yeah. Are you shitting me? No. So, all right, you've been in high school theater, as have I. Yes. No one ever sits there and goes, I'm going to take this to the great white way. No. Like, you never, you're or like, to the big screen. Ever. You're like, this is as good as it'll get. Could right. you imagine? She's like... Oh my God, I know all the lines already. Yes. So lucky. I wish I was a 17-year-old New Jersey girl. Yeah. Sure you do. Who doesn't? Hey gang, it's Ralph here. Did you know that 80% of all New Year's resolutions fail by February? 80%. So don't feel bad. If you've broken a few of yours, even if your 2019 got off to a rocky start, each new day brings an opportunity to start again. Take advantage of that. Establish new habits that support your happiest, healthiest self. And that's why we're excited to partner with Calm, the number one app to help you sleep, meditate, and relax. If you head to calm.com slash babble, you will get 25% off a Calm premium subscription which includes hundreds of hours of programs, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus, including a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm. There's also sleep stories, which are bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax before you doze off. You can head to the lavender fields of France with Stephen Fry or explore New Zealand with Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones. Bob Ross is even in there too. There's soothing music, there's breathing exercises and gentle stretches to relax your body and more. All this can be yours. For a limited time, Hollywood Babylon listeners get 25% off a Calm Premium subscription at calm.com slash babble. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash babble. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash babble. Again, C-A-L-M dot com slash babble. Give yourself the gift of calm and a happier and healthier 2019. We also get emails from all around the world. Gabe? Ain't no drag. has got an email back. Oh. 
featuring Kevin's reactions. That's right. Uh, we kick the emails off usually with someone who is an idiot and doesn't know what lyrics are to songs. <laughs> and this week is no different. This is spectacular. Uh, his name is Dave. He's from Fairlawn, New Jersey. He says, Kevin, that's exit 160 to you. I'm trying to think where that would be. That's north, yeah. North Jersey. Uh, he it's was at the end of the parkway. He was talking. You might as well be in New York, fucker. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, he's talking about the song uh, "Flashdance." What a feeling by Irene Cara. Yeah, you remember that song, Fuck right? Yeah, what a feeling, beans believing. A boy like that, he'd kill your brother. No, it's a different song. Uh, in the song, Irene Cara sings, take your passion yeah. and make it happen. Yeah. Dave, for his entire life until recently, heard it very differently. He heard it as, take your pants down and make it happen. He says he likes his words better. <laughs> Especially when sung by a woman. It's like, take your pants down. And make it happen. That doesn't even rhyme. Let's take a listen and see if we can hear what he thought it was. Take your pants down and make it happen. I can see the mistake. Yeah, I can totally yeah. see it. First, I couldn't hear the rhyme, but I can hear the rhyme now. I like it better. Yeah, his version is pretty hot. Gabe, can we do that one more time? Can you play that one more track? Take your pants down and make Much hotter. Yeah. I should just tip back now and just pour a bucket of water all over myself <laughs> in the chair. Uh, this comes from Mr. She sang like the, the like that song is very positive song, right? Yes. Remember she sang Fame as well, and that was also a pretty positive song. Indeed. She's she's sang a lot of positive songs, didn't she? You can work out to those songs. They've got a real, like, fucking beat to them. I never worked out in my life until recently, so now I'm starting to put it together and shit. But, but yeah, it was the other day I was rolling fame in my car. Were you really? Huh. I was. She sang Just that song. Just keeps getting better. And, uh, what else is on your playlist? Come on, man. Don't you, when you were a kid, did you listen to, like the song from fame and be like that's that's me man i'll do you one better than that all right you auditioned for fame the tv show <laughs> no i used to be a singing waiter in philadelphia one of my jobs in college uh was as a singing waiter on a, a restaurant boat that went up and down the delaware river in philadelphia and it was filled with us sort of theater kids who had done theater and sang and acted and stuff. And a lot of kids who were performers were also making pretty good money as a performing waiter. So you would sing a solo number for the crowd. They had two, sh they had two uh, cruises, a lunch cruise and a dinner cruise. And you would sing for the crowd a solo song. But then they also had sort of an up with people number where all the, the crew got together, all the waiters and waitresses. Right. And we used to open up with the fame song, Fame, I'm Gonna Live Forever in like our fucking aprons and shit with our little pads and pencils and stuff and it that was That is adorable, it man. It was just it was disgusting. Do you remember the do you remember the lyrics? Sure. Do it. Fame. No, no, no. Don't go right to the fucking chorus. Like what do you fucking just start eating pussy right away? Like 
Yeah. How about you kiss first? Little fucking foreplay. Work my nipples, man. Like, lead us into the song. Baby, look at me. Oh, my God, you do know the lyrics. And, and tell, tell me what you see. You ain't seen the best of me yet. Give me time, I'll make you forget the rest. Fuck! <laughs> You're the pro, man! Yeah, you sang it on a boat, motherfucker, on I a know, boat. Yeah. You don't remember the lyrics? I don't, I don't remember the lyrics, no. Why don't you give me a pencil? What am I going to do with this? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, play the waiter, motherfucker. Um, do you think that song shaped you in any way, shape, or form? And as I was listening to it this week, I was like, oh my God, this was like an anthem when I was a kid. Like, this was a primer on fucking, like, you know, how, bless you, how you'll head toward the entertainment If you business. were a kid in high school doing plays and shit at that time when that film and then subsequent TV series was popular, you absolutely bought into that dream that, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be those kids. We're going to rise to the top. And they never tell you you'll end up doing a fucking podcast. Motherfucker, podcast means you're going to live forever. Oh, that's true. I forgot. You're going to learn how to fly. Hi. You're going to go to Patreon. <laughs> um, that, but it's, it's true. The promise, like, keeps like the idea of your like that you know in the lyrics like i'm gonna live forever baby remember my name yeah that's what drives us you know like the the idea like oh shit i want i want to be heard and i don't want to be fucking forgotten when i drop dead but you know what i thought today it's funny you bring this up as i was leaving california i left out of the bob hope airport in burbank and there were some kids who looked up at the wall plaque of bob hope and turned and asked his dad Who's Bob Hope? And his dad was like, baby, remember that name. <laughs> so I don't know. Does anyone live forever anymore? Sure. Sure. A little bit. Well, I mean, look, it's the stab. Uh, you know, pe maybe that kid didn't know who fucking Bob Hope was, but you and I do. And yeah, stuff. it's true. Um, and, you know, Walt Disney's been dead for a while. We still know his name. Right. If it was Bob Hope fucking theme park, people would remember his name. <laughs> that's for sure. It's a bullshit airport. What if... What if I asked you to go in with me on vesting on a Bob Hope theme park? <laughs> Forget that. How about Smith World? Where we'd have Smith World. <laughs> that seems too self-serving. You go on Zack and Miri's Wild Ride, and then you go to the green store there in the, in the walkway. If I was somehow able to convince... The view askewiverse right there in a theme park. That's it. There's no, not as many people who are ever into that as Bob Hope. <laughs> So if I could secure the Bob Hope license, <laughs> like from the Bob Hope estate, and I was just like, I'm serious, a fucking theme park would totally work. I would wish you well, sir, and give you a, a hearty handshake. Would you not, even if I was your, I'm like, I'm like, Ralph, I fucking need, <laughs> I need your money. I I'd need say $50, sell $50. an organ. That's what I would tell you to do. I was like, don't listen to that little fucking asshole kid at the airport. He ain't right. We're right. Bob Hope theme park could work. You are so high. <laughs> All right, back to the emails. Jody Everett from Salisbury, UK asks... That's where the steak comes from. <laughs> the soft kind, no bones in it. <laughs> Usually comes in tinfoil oh with my a Lord. brown Betty. Uh, could President Donald Trump please sing Sweet Transvestite from the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I don't think Mike Pence would let him sing that song, quite frankly. 
All right, here we go. Take us there, Frankenfurter. How do you do? I see you've met my faithful handyman, Jared Kushner. He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung out by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. Unless it's the art of the deal. Great book. I'm not much of a man by the light of the day, but at night I'm one hell of a lover despite the little tiny hands. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania. Uh, uh. There we go. That's all I need. Mean. Folks, send us pictures of things in their town that have fucked up names, and we call this segment Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. Hit it, Gabe. Hit it, Gabe. Indeed, this comes from Jeremy Coffey from Ashland, Virginia. This is an actual street in Ashland, Virginia. You could live on, let's take a look at that picture, Licking Hole Road. <laughs> Licking Hole Road. <laughs> I wanna live on Licking Hole Road. I don't care what side of the street I'm, I'm living on it either, by the way. You could, you could aspire to it. Some of us already live there. <laughs> you, have a, you have a vacation home on Licking Hole Road, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, that's good, Gabe. Thanks. Uh, also, people send us toys, things that are meant for kids, stuff that children are supposed to enjoy. I don't know how no one recognized that these are all inappropriate toys. Hit it, Gabe. Not appropriate for girls, not appropriate for boys. What the fuck is that? Inappropriate toys. First one came from V. Gilbert. He came across this in a store and just had to shoot some video. He said they've finally done it. They took the most wholesome of all children's toys and made it inappropriate. The rubber ducky. Who didn't have a rubber ducky growing up? Now look what they've done to the rubber ducky. Here's the duck with a dick. There it is. I don't know if you need that giant cock hanging off a duck in your bathtub. At least it's tastefully under the water. <laughs> the duck that could fuck. Jamie found a new game that she thought was inappropriate. He or she found thought was inappropriate. Uh, yeah, can we put that picture up, Gabe? And that it's called Peeing Pup. It's a game like Hot Potato where you pass this toy dog around and if you lose, he pisses in your face. <laughs> oh, that's hot. I think Jason Muse was playing that game earlier yesterday and he lost, clearly. Don't take my word for it. Here's the commercial for the peeing pup. Next on the show, have we got a treat for you. Peeing Pup is the adorable game where you get a pup to pet, but you might get wet. Get in a circle and pet the puppy as he plays music, but don't pet him for too long. If he thinks you're number one, he'll go number one. So what are you waiting for? We all pee when we get excited. I know I do. Adult assembly required. Batteries not included. What's more inappropriate, the toy or the old guy hanging out with the kids saying, 
Well, I know I pee when I get excited, kids. <laughs> and the kids looking worried, like, should we run? Um, I think it's, uh, you know, props that they let all those kids get their faces pissed in. Right. They didn't pick one kid. No. They were equally It's an equal opportunity pissing thing. Yes. Yeah. We've come a long way yes. in society. It's like a party at R. Kelly's house. Oh! Oh! Thank you. Good night, everybody. So topical. Well done. And lastly, this toy, inappropriate toy, came from Kaylee from Manchester, England. Manchester, England, England, across the Atlantic Sea. And I'm a genius, genius. I believe in God. And I believe that God believes in Claude. And that's me. That's him. I just wanted his, that's him. You yeah. did it. That was yeah. good. Uh, this comes from Kaylee. She found a, an inflatable slide for the kids. Ah, oh, the kids love the inflatable slides. They blow it up. It's like a bouncy house, but it's a slide. And you run up to the top and you go down, especially when it's one of their favorite characters like Spider-Man. Can we take a look at this inflatable hatch of Spider-Man? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we need to see Spider-Man's web spinner, so... Uh, <laughs> So I artfully mean, displayed. From a design point of view, it makes sense. We don't need to see Spider-Man's asshole ever. <laughs> his ham flower, yes. We don't need to see his ham flower, indeed. I believe that's his web shooter. Yes. Um, also, I am confused by Japan. I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, I don't, I don't understand what a lot of things that they do there. And so I try to understand, and each week I keep reaching out, trying to understand more about their culture, and it leaves me with the same question every week. What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? This comes from Shauna in Calgary. This t-shirt is becoming a smash hit in the country of Japan. These t-shirts are everywhere. People are loving to buy these t-shirts, mostly men buying them for their girlfriends or wives. Here is the t-shirt. It is uh, chubby-cheeked little hamsters eating sunflower That's seeds. That's fucking adorable. Isn't that adorable? Yeah. Looks so wholesome and, and sweet until you realize why the guys are buying the t-shirts for women. Can we take a look at that next picture? Yeah, it's a... When a woman wears it, her tits become the cheeks of the hamster. This is from the website that sells the shirts. In case you don't get the joke enough, we have another picture for you. They want to really bring it home. Because apparently Japan is a 12-year-old boy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Girls have boobies. What the fuck, Japan? <laughs> Why is that funny to them? I don't know, but I think the drawing's adorable. <laughs> right. Then I hope to get a pair of men's underpants like that. <laughs> I got just the thing for his cheeks. Oh, my goodness. Your fucking hamster would be like... <laughs> Too much food. <laughs> Adam Haynes sent in this last email. He said, big fan of the show. Do me a favor. Could Al Pacino sing Staying Alive by the Bee Gees? Nice. 
Nice, clean ass. Absolutely. And I appreciate the brevity of that. Here we go, Al, Adam. This is uh, Al Pacino singing Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. A little music there, Gabe. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man, no time for talk. Music loud, women warm. I've been kicked around since I was fucking born. It's all right, it's okay. You can look the other way. You can try to understand the New York Times effect on man. Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, you're staying alive, staying alive. This <laughs> the city and everybody's shaking and it's staying alive, staying alive. Ooh, ah. Staying alive. Staying alive. Ooh, ah. Ooh, ah. Staying alive. Staying fucking alive. Ooh, ah. There we go. That's the end of that stuff. Now it's time to say goodbye to some people in show business who left us this week, but left behind bodies of work that we're, we're having enjoying. such a good time. We have to pay tribute to our fallen comrades. Fair enough. Uh, it is a segment we call Tinseltown Stiffs. And now another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. Just one this week, but she was a, a long shining star. Carol Channing was her name. Oh, yes. I am surprised that many people are applauding for Carol Channing. I think I, I, I can't speak. She for hasn't these been cats, in the limelight for a, for a while, several decades. But for us, she was a fixture of like our childhood and and like game shows. She was always on TV. And a lot of talk that. shows. Did a, a lot, lot of panels. Talk Carol Channing. Everyone had a Carol Channing impression and stuff. Right. But yeah, I hadn't heard much about her in the last 20 years. Although and did, did you know when you were a like kid 90. why she was famous? I she was from Broadway. Right. And I that's what that. I found out after the fact, but I didn't even know that that's where she came from. I knew that because I remember like my mom going, that's the original Hello, Dolly. And yeah. I was like, who's the other one? Barbara Streisand, famously in the movie. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. Carol Channing got fucked over a couple times because um, <laughs> in terms of her career. Oh. Because I was like, this is no way to honor a 97-year-old woman. She's like, oh, she was always giving up the ham flour. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, she was a star on Broadway in a show called Gentlemen Prefer Blondes first. Oh. In the is late that... 1940s. So wait a second. And that became a movie. And it became a movie, and she was supposed to play the role was going to make her a movie star. But it went to? Marilyn Monroe instead. Very famously. Yeah. And then in 1964, so 15 years later, uh, she got another chance and starred on Broadway. As you mentioned, she was the original Dolly in Hello, Dolly. Mm -hmm. And then they went to make a movie of that, and Barbara Streisand got the role instead of her. So she struggled, you know, and she did a lot of stuff on television, as you mentioned. Wow. She'd passed away at the age of 97 years old this year. Wow, week. man. Huge pretty bucket good of win. Huge cauldron of win. Did she uh, win awards, Tony or anything like that? Uh, she was nominated for, yeah, she won a Tony for um, Hello, Dolly. She was nominated for an Academy Award for a movie called Thoroughly Modern Millie. From oh, the that's 1960s. right. Yeah, she, she was, was in, in Thoroughly well. Modern Millie. Yes. 
And uh, then, of course, as you mentioned, she did a lot of television work, including, and the younger people remember her distinctly from a production in the 80s of Alice in Wonderland on NBC. She played the Cheshire Cat? No, she played the White Queen. Why? Like, she had such Why a broad so smile. About it? She should know, have man. played the Cheshire Cat. You know who cat? played the Cheshire Cat in this production? Who? Telly Savalas. Yeah, a guy known for smiling. It doesn't make any sense. It's a nightmare of a show. Really but is. kids who watched it in the 80s had nightmares about Carol Channing because a very disturbing sequence happens in that film where she turns into a sheep. Really? Yeah, and I brought it in so everyone could have nightmares too. Here we go. Here we go. How old are you? Seven and a half exactly. I'm just 101. I can't believe that. You can't. I hope your finger's better now. Better. Much better. Better. Wow. Wow. It was like fucking Thanos snapped away <laughs> her humanity, man. Yeah. The special effects were incredible. Yeah. Um, the woman had an amazing career, and that's what we're sending her out on. <laughs> Better. That's what you're going to see tonight as you fall asleep in the dark. Uh, what a legend she uh, was. Give it up for the late, great Carol, Carol Channing. Carol Huge bucket of win. She's Bad. gonna live forever. Oh no, she isn't. Yes, she is. Um, she literally just died. She's obviously not gonna live forever. So. You know, like in oh, I see. hearts I see and minds, and okay. maybe on air airports or something. <laughs> Carol Channing Airport. <laughs> uh, we also take a look at mistakes in TV shows and movies, things that should not uh, get to the audience, and yet they do these mistakes, and we don't sit still and take it. So we fight back with shit that should not be. Gabe? And now for shit we should not see. Here's some shit that should not be. This week's shit that should not be comes from Jack Howe in Newport News, Virginia. <laughs> Phoenix Fresh. Smells better. <laughs> uh, Jack Howe from Newport News, Virginia sent this in. It's from a film called Fled. Anybody ever see Fled with Lawrence Fishburne and yes, Stephen Baldwin yes, and Salma yes. Hayek? Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. But besides being not good, they also made a glaring error that I can't believe no one caught and said, we got to fix that. In this scene, Stephen Baldwin is getting ready to uh, leave the house where he is with Lawrence Fishburne. They're both escaped convicts from prison and they're staying with Salma Hayek at the time. And he goes to leave and watch his magical jacket, won't you, in this clip. Hey, hey, where the hell you think you're going, convict? You want your cut of the money? Here's the jacket. Then it's I got on. some business I gotta take care of. Now I got a plan. So you're just gonna have to trust me. Jacket's on. Trust you. Jacket's on. Alright. And jacket's you on. See this? It's gone. My no jacket. When I was eight years no old. jacket. I'm giving it to you. You better make damn sure I get it back. No jacket. Good luck. Are you trying to fuck me? 
I will find you. No jacket? And jacket. Jacket is back. <laughs> it's like a Vegas magician. He's got, he's got some style, that guy. Pretty astounding, man, that Stephen Baldwin had a like, big career at one point. Right? Where he was like, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Like He's the co-lead of that movie. It was yes. like Lawrence Fishburne, fucking Stephen Baldwin. Right. And now he's... What now, does he's, he do? he's, now he's Christian? Justin Bieber's father-in-law. Oh, that's right. So he does have a job. Yes. Crying over his daughter's choices in life. That's his job. I met his, his daughter. She was lovely. She was, what happened? I met her. The, the Haley? Ms. Haley Baldwin? Mrs. Bieber, yeah. Huh. She's a co-host of uh, Pass the Mic. Oh, Drop, Drop the, the Mic. mic. Drop the mic. And oh, that's so, the rap battle show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jason and I went and did an episode. Oh. So she seemed very nice. Oh. I was ter- terrified she was going to be like, you know, I fucking listen to Babylon. <laughs> yeah, right. You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing. And we also take a look at acting each and every week that sometimes good actors can turn in bad performances, but those bad performances can be exquisite acting. To be not to be. That is the question. Welcome to the world of exquisite acting with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. Uh, this week's exquisite actor is Sir Patrick Stewart. And we have featured him before. Sir Pat Stu, why? As uh, Sexto Reynoso, who sent this in, says, uh, sometimes uh, Sir Patrick Stewart is incredible, but sometimes... He's exquisite. And this is one of those cases. This is from Star Trek The Next Generation, as you can imagine. In this episode, uh, uh, Jean-Luc Picard has very uh, nobly volunteered to carry around Spock's father's emotions for a while because they're making him sick. And so uh, Spock's dad, Sarek, puts all of his emotions into Jean-Luc Picard's head and he starts to feel all of his emotions at once. Not a good choice for an actor, actually, really. Nor is the fact that apparently in a previous life, Sarek was a dog. If you, if you watch this scene carefully, here's some exquisite acting from Patrick Stewart. It is... It is... Wrong! It is wrong! A lifetime of discipline washed away, and in its place... a bark there for Pat Stu. It's a choice, I guess. I guess like sometimes you're just like, I'm gonna swing for the fences. Right. And, and you're probably like, who's ever gonna see this? <laughs> Hello, you babbleheads. It's Ralph here. How's your 2019 going? You know, there's still plenty of time to make some changes in your life for the better, like a brand new career thanks to the folks at the Dave School. The Digital Animation and Visual Effects School offers both online and on-campus programs, like their legendary 12-month visual effects production diploma, which will give you a broad range of skills, allowing you to pursue a job in any number of industries, not the least of which, of course, is feature film and television effects, but also computer graphics, game art, print advertising, architectural visualization, and even military simulation. Who better to prepare you for a career in visual effects than the Dave School? They've been pumping out trained artists for the entertainment industry for over 16 years. They've put Orlando, Florida on the map as a resource for next-generation production-ready artists. And what if video games are your thing? Well, there's a 12-month game production diploma as well. 
The Dave School will teach you to design, model, rig, and animate your own characters, props, and levels. Then, you learn how to integrate them into a game engine. By the time you're done, your demo reel will impress any AAA or indie game studio that's looking for artists. And where's it all happen? Why, the Dave School at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Soundstage 25 on the back lot. That's where you will find Dave School's 35,000 square foot facility, including three labs, a working soundstage with a massive 65 foot by 25 foot green screen, a 25 foot theater screen, and even a motion capture system. The new programs start on March 18th, 2019. That means there's not much time. You got to get on it and apply. Check it out for yourself. Go to daveschool.com slash babble. And while you're there, make sure you take a look at the short movie or game that every class makes as part of the curriculum. That teaches you to work as a team, just like you would at a studio. Check it out for yourself. Change your life for the better with the Dave School. Go to daveschool.com slash babble. That's daveschool.com slash babble. You know, the reason we gather here each and every episode is to take a look at all the entertainment news as well in a segment we call the HBO Headlines. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines. And give me head. You alright? Yeah, I got it out of there, man. Had to Heimlich that shit out. Does the name Danielle Brigoli mean anything to you? She is better known as the Cash Me Outside girl. Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. She says like this. Cash me outside, how about that? Cash me outside, uh, how about, about that? that? Yeah, she was, she was very popular for a minute there. She's still very popular. Is That's she? the thing. She was on Dr. Phil. Her mother took her on the show because she was uncontrollable. At the age of 13, she was threatening her mother with a knife. She was stealing cars. She was doing drugs. And Dr. Phil sure fixed her because now she's a, she's a rapper. And she made uh, news this week because she has just been signed on by a makeup company called Copycat Beauty, which is paying her for the next six months to promote their beauty and makeup products, $900,000 for a six-month contract. Wow. She's a garbage person, and they're paying her $900,000. She's getting paid because she's awful. Yes. I'm awful. No one's paying me. No. Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> um, yeah, but you got your dignity. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's priceless. Actually, it's not. About $900,000 is what my dignity is Why do you think like, what, they couldn't go the extra 100000 and make it a million? <laughs> They're holding back to make sure yeah, it's a good like, choice. We don't trust her yet. Yeah, we'll give her 900000 but we're going short of a mil, that's for sure. Wow. Uh, speaking of money, any Fortnite players in the crowd? You guys like playing Fortnite? Oh, not that many. I'm surprised. Jason, that's, that's all Jason Muse does. Yeah, Fortnite's Fortnite a huge... Constantly. I mean, this is the story, how huge I it is. I had to have a conversation with him at the best of his wife to be like, look, when we make this movie, it is a no Fortnite zone. Oh, really? Yes, like because otherwise his face is in a phone the whole time. And it's like, yeah. we, we haven't done this in fucking years. Let's, Enjoy it. Let's like, be here. Fortnite on your own fucking time. Fort off. So, uh, so he was like, all right. <laughs> Uh, it is the biggest money-making game in history. About 900000 bucks. $900,000, yes. 
Cash it outside. How about that? <laughs> uh, here's what it made in 2018. $2.4 billion. Really? And it's free to play. I don't know if you know this or not. How do they make that money, though? Because they put shit inside oh, of it. If you want to keep playing, you have to buy weapons that's and stuff Jason like Mears, that. That's Jason Mewes, man. He goes for $2.4 billion wow. in sales. That is, that's, uh, I went into the wrong business. Fuck movies. The real money was in video games. Who, Who knew? knew? And uh, they're in trouble again, however, because, you know, everyone's suing them, too, the makers of Fortnite. Because the dances. They keep putting dances in that people claim are theirs that they stole. Carlton from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But didn't it? he steal it from Bruce Springsteen and Courtney Cox? He did sort of admit that in a prior interview, yeah. So does he get to win that lawsuit or no? Well, he hasn't gone to court yet. We'll have to wait and see. But there's another kid who just sued them. He is known as Orange Shirt Kid. They had a contest online saying, do us a dance, and if we like your dance, we'll put it in the game. And he put his online, and this poor kid, he's, I don't know, he's nine or ten, and he's awful. And so everyone thought it would be funny to insist that that dance got into the game. Now, he didn't win the competition, but Fortnite got so many people online saying, you should put that dance in there, that they did put the dance in the game. And now the kid's parents are suing for money because the dance is in the game. Oh, my Lord. Good? Well, they made two, four, and four billion. I guess they could cut they the kid off a piece off, or something. I don't know, 900,000. Yeah, right? Really. Good Lord. Here's the orange shirt kid in the original video that made it all happen, doing a dance he invented called the Random. Here he is. Thanks, Fortnite. If this actually stays in the game, I'll probably crap my pants. Y'all ready? This is called the Random. actually not bad. It's also a great exercise movie. It's also great a great exercise, exercise movie, says. Yeah. So now his me. mother is sued saying he should get some money because that dance ended up in the game. And they say, she says his kid was bullied online. Because of because it? Because of that dance, yeah. Oh. To which I would say, maybe don't let your kid go online if you're worried about him being bullied. So one way to protect a child from being bullied online is don't let him post his video of him dancing in his room. Um, I wonder if they'll get any loot out of it. I wonder uh, if there's a case there whatsoever. The first person that breaks through this legal wall, I think is going to open the floodgates and a lot of people will start getting paid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking also of... like, must you, like, can't you come up with a dance? Like, how hard is it? Like, he did. Like, they got to turn to people to be like, tell us how to dance. Like, in the game, you mean? Yeah, well, I think mean, that's the hook is that they're recreating famous dances from the internet memes and things like that. That's kind of why they do it. It's sort of a win. And up until now, nobody has been like, hey, you can't, co that dance move is copyrighted. I don't know if you can copyright a dance move or not. So it'll be interesting. You can't, right? No, I don't believe you can. So the Carlton, he's not going to, he's probably not going to win, right? I'm not a lawyer, Kevin, but I would have to. <laughs> I, I would have to say probably not at this point. Fair enough. Yes. I just was looking for a little reassurance. <laughs> okay. I think I think they'll keep their two point four billion dollars safely. Yes, Kevin. Good. Yes. Is that good? <laughs> I mean, you know, they worked so hard for they it. They did. Yes. Uh, speaking of awful people, Celebrity Big Brother announced their cast. Is this a U.S. show or a U.K. show? It or? started in the U.K. Yeah, and I they, remember that. They, yeah. This is the second season they're doing it here in the States. Okay. Um, they might have to rename the show. 
because it's called Celebrity Big Brother. And I'm reading this list of names and I don't, I don't really find one. Uh, White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci is going to be living in the Big Brother house. The Mooch. The Mooch. Dina Lohan is going to be there. Lindsay Lohan's mom. Right. Ryan Lochte, Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte. Oh, didn't he get in trouble? He did, yes. Everyone in here got in trouble. I think that's why they're in there. It's like, it's kind of like TV prison, I think. <laughs> Tamar Braxton, one of the Braxton's girls. She's going to be in there. Joey Lawrence. Whoa. From Mean Girls, Jonathan Bennett. If your latest credit is Mean Girls, by the way, your career needs a little resuscitation. Also, you're the boy in Mean Girls. Yes. Uh, Olympic track athlete Lolo Jones. Former NFL running back Ricky Williams. Former WWE, there's a lot of formers in this cast, by the way. Former WWE wrestler Natalie Ava Marie. Is she here? <laughs> Former comedian Tom Green. <laughs> I made that part up. It just says comedian here, but let's be serious. Reality star Candy Burris. Don't know who that I got is. nothing for you on Candy Burris. And then last but certainly not least, Cato Kalin. He's still around? Still around. If called, would you do it? No. What if they were like, it's 50K? No. 100K? No. 900K? I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> They're like, yes, Ralph, we have some of that uh, cash me outside money. <laughs> cash me in the Big Brother house, is what I would say. No, I barely like living with my wife and child. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to live with Cato Kalin or the Mooch anytime but for, soon. But for not, what, what's the minimum? 500000 Could they get you for half a million? They could probably get me for half a million, yeah. yeah. How, how long do you think the shoot is? A month? Uh, I think it is 30 days, yeah. If you last to the end. Not everybody, I mean, people get evicted all the time, so I would, I'd probably take a big shit on the dining room table or something. To, <laughs> to get out? Try to get evicted as quickly as possible. <laughs> oh, shucks! The first day I'm out? Oh. Do you, uh, Goodbye, Kato! <laughs> Do you have difficulty using the bathroom in public? Like, would you be able to shit on a table in front of all these people? Oh, yeah. Even with all those cameras rolling? Oh, That'd yeah. Because that would make TV history. <laughs> then you would be definitely making that cash me outside money. I mean, if the she's sponsorships money, would roll in, oh, do you think? They're like, that's the guy who shit on television. Next thing you know, Charmin bath tissue was calling up. <laughs> Garmin uses Charmin. <laughs> they're that's on television. Good. That's good. That's, that's a nice ham flour, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of congratulations, we weren't, yes. but I needed a segue. Tom Hardy and his wife Charlotte Riley have a newborn Who? son. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, the actor. Yes. I thought you said Tom no, Brady. Tom Hardy, the ornithologist. I thought you said Tom Brady. Tom, Har I Tom was like, Hardy. Tom Hardy. Why are we talking Tom about Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, I love. And his actress wife Charlotte Riley have a brand new baby. What is she from? She is a British actress. They met on the set of Wuthering Heights that they did that film uh, TV series together oh, in 2009. Right they fell in love on that show. 
And they're married five years now, and they have their first child back in 2015, and they have a new baby boy, and they named the boy, the reason I thought this was interesting, after one of Tom Hardy's favorite fictional characters. What is Bane. It? No, not Bane. His favorite movie I'm character. I'm going to call my child Bane. No. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, little Bane. All right. Hardy. All right. Happy birthday yes, to you. To you. They named him Forrest. Forrest? After Forrest Gump. That'll work. Tom Forrest. Hardy loves that movie, apparently, and named him Forrest. Tom Hardy. Did you see Venom? I have not seen it, no. Like, Tom Hardy made that movie work. He could do anything. Yeah. Uh, I, if he wants to name his kid after Forrest Gump, I think it's adorable. Yeah. Is the kid's middle name Gump? I don't, I don't believe so. Forrest Gump Hardy? That'd no. be amazing. That would be, yes. I would have gone with Tom. Tom and Tom. Tom, Tom Hardy. <laughs> he marches to the beat of his own drum. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's an adorable mother joke. If it was a girl, he should have named her Laurelin. <laughs> That's awesome. Laurelin Hardy. Yes. That would have been awesome. I will not file that. I wouldn't file that. That's a genius suggestion. If I ever meet him, I'm going to be like, I got a buddy named Ralph Garman. He said, if you ever have a girl, you should name her Laurelin. He's like, get the fuck out of my face. I don't care about your friend Ralph Garman. Call me strong my ass. Um, congratulations also. Leave me, Kevin James. Also, congratulations are in order for Chris Pratt and his new fiance, Katherine Schwarzenegger. They got engaged. They got engaged. He announced it by saying, Sweet Catherine, so happy you said yes. I'm thrilled to be marrying you. Proud to live boldly in faith with you. Here we go. What, wait, say the last part. Proud to live boldly in faith with boldly you. Boldly in faith? Boldly in faith. Bo so not afraid to be like, we're a Christian motherfucker. Yeah, Jesus rocks. Yeah. Woo! Fuck Satan up his stupid ass. Jesus forever. Yeah. Son of God, bitch. It's a complicated um, relationship very, because they're she, both in love with the same dude, apparently. So, Is she, like, is that family, her family, known to be? They say she is very vocal about her faith. The rest of the family... Not so much, you know? <laughs> what is... You know, when I was falls deep in my maid, I never said, uh, oh, this is... Uh, what would Jesus do? What? I said, what would Arnold's penis do? What is, uh, what, what, what is her faith? Is she Catholic? I believe they're Catholic. Well, you know, the... Uh, the Shrivers. The, the Shrivers are the Kennedy clan. They're, they're all hardcore Catholics, yeah. Is, he's not Catholic, Chris Pratt. It's Christian. He's but a, not Catholic. I don't know what denomination he is. Right. Um, I just had uh, Anna Ferris on uh, Smodcast. His ex. Which is the episode is right now. She's amazing. She does another podcast uh, called uh, Unqualified. And, of course, she's on Mom, and she's been a billion movies and stuff. But uh, she talked about uh, that engagement stuff. I said, you just won the coolest 
ex-girlfriend of the year award because like after they got engaged they she texted she's like I'll congratulations be the, and, yeah and she said she would be the minister at the wedding right and stuff yeah. like that how happy was she to get rid of him apparently <laughs> what do you mean no woman feels that way about her ex-husband unless she was glad he left, no, you know? They're just Thank God, friends. no more Bibles at bedtime is what she's saying. No. That's what she's they're, thinking. They're buddies. They're you friends. can have him, sister. That's what she's saying. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Reboots, remakes, sequels. They're talking about me? Who needs them, right? Oh, shit. That's why we got this segment called No Thanks. We already got one. No Thanks, we've already Except Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Thank you. Thank you. We need a disclaimer on that. Yes. You know, uh, Disney's making a shit ton of money by making live-action remakes of all their animated classics. That's right, man. Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book, Alice in Wonderland, Aladdin, Dumbo's coming up, Lion King's coming <gasps> up. Have you seen that Dumbo shit? Yeah. I mean, it is soul-crushingly beautiful, his eyes. Yes. I want to get lost in Dumbo's eyes. All right, Sailor. Oh, my God. Not, I'm, it's not a dirty thing. It's no. just like that's where serenity lives. Right. Oh, it's so I when they first announced this, I was like, why would you do this? And they're like, Tim Burton's doing it. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. He's going to ruin it. It's, I don't think he's going to ruin it. I think he fucking it's made it. a very it. soulful elephant. That It looks amazing. Yeah. At least the elephant stuff. Right. Uh, they've just announced a live-action remake of their animated Hunchback of Notre Dame. Finally, the movie no one was asking for. Yeah. The animated classic that very few people went to see, Hunchback of Notre Dame, finally being made into a live-action musical remake. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I, I, I might have picked Are they one. out already? Is that, are they down to the last one? They can't be. I mean, why not do Hercules before that? Right. right. Um, or the Emperor's I, New Clothes or whatever Emperor's that was. Emperor's New Groove. New Groove, yeah. Um, Brother Bear. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff you could do. For the gay audience. Sure. Um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, nobody went to see it because you can't make a hunchback look cute no matter how much you Disney-fy him. They tried, but he's like, Oh, hi, nice to see you. Do you remember who did the voice? Didn't sell a lot of fucking toys with that fucking face. No, they didn't. Do you remember who did the voice? The voice of the hunchback? Uh, Tony Goldwyn. No. I'm just guessing. That was a good guess that he was the voice of Tarzan. Oh, that's what it was. They yeah, could yeah. do Tarzan. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, it was Tom Hulse. Tom Hulse. Who How played Amadeus that? on Broadway. Course, and he yeah. was in Animal, Animal House. House and stuff. Do you remember who the female voice was? Absolutely. It was... It was. It was Demi Moore. She I was just going to say that. You took it right out of my mouth and stole my Do you thunder. remember the most famous song from the movie? Absolutely. Touch my hump, touch my hump, and give it a little pump. It's really, really <laughs> sore. Give it a little pump. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Most Neither do I. I don't know if there was that, one. Because it wasn't popular or good. No. That's why. Don't do it, Disney. Yeah, it seems I wouldn't, of all the things they could pick, I don't know that I would have picked that one. How about this one? Do we need a sequel to Coming to America? Yes! Coming to America 2? Yes! Yes! I love Eddie Murphy. I'll all revisit right. that world. All right. But I don't think they're doing the movie that I want to see. What do you want to see? I want to see Coming to America uh, is, uh, you know, there's a princess that him and the queen, you know, like he got married and they had a kid. Right. So it would be, she'd be about in her 20s now and stuff. Right. So she 
doesn't want to get married and become the heir of Zamunda. Oh. So she comes to America, and so it's a girl-centric adventure, and then he comes over dude. as James Earl Jones, right. and he, the roles reverse. But I hear that's not what they're no, doing at all. No, I don't think it's going to be. What are they doing? You can't get Eddie in a lot of makeup with that storyline, and that's what you need to do. You need a lot of prosthetics and oh, a lot of Oh, that's right. Characters. He'll be able to be the guys in the barbershop and shit. Exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I look forward to it. I'm all for it. All right. It's a good thing. It's not John Landis, though. He was the one that did the last one. Yes. Uh, and then other sequel news this week that kind of caught people by surprise was Jason Reitman taking over the Ghostbusters franchise. Yes. That was another podcast guest. He was Anna Ferris was this week. He was last week's guest on Spodcast. Did he spill the beans he to you? He told me, not on the show, but he told right. me beforehand. Because uh, we were talking about, he had two movies come out last year, uh, Tully and then The Front Runner and stuff. And, you know, both were critically uh, praised, but didn't, like, break through or anything right. like that. So I was when he filmmaker. came over. You really, people forget, he's a wonderful he did filmmaker. Up in the Air with George Clooney. Uh, Juno I mean, Thank You for too, Smoking right? is a genius it's film. It's a great film. Um, and as, as great a first film as it fucking gets and stuff. So I was sitting there counseling him as a guy who's lost in movies quite a bit. I was like, oh, welcome to the club. Um, I was like, look, you didn't do anything wrong. You're still making great movies, but you're in this weird period now where you're like, what happened? Why? Like, I'm not doing anything different. Why don't they like me or pay attention? Mm -hmm. I was like, it's just, we had our moment and then the moment moves on and stuff. And all you do is like find a new one and you get reintroduced and he goes, I think I know what I'm going to do next. And I was like, what was it? What, what are you thinking? And he goes, um, he goes, I'm going I'm to do, do the thing I said I'd never do. And I was like, what's that? And he's like, I, I'm going to do Ghostbusters sequel. And I was like, oh, my God, your Break the Glass plan is amazing. Yeah. Like, what a genius movie. He goes, no, I never wanted to do this. From the beginning of my career, I was always like, I'll never go near Ghostbusters. He's going, but we got a take on it. And I think it's really good and stuff. So we've been quietly doing it, working on it with the studio. And he goes, and tomorrow I start shooting a teaser, which is the teaser that's up now. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, we have to talk about it on the podcast. He's like, I can't. Like, it's super secret and shit. Right. So I sat on it. But at the end of the show, you hear me talking about, I know what he's doing next, and it's fucking huge. Um, it's a great idea. And he told me, he didn't tell me spoilers or anything like that. But what he did tell me, what he would answer, and he was very, you know, he, he knows me. He's just like, you fucking tell everybody. You got, like, 19 <laughs> podcasts and shit. But what he told me made, as a, as a longtime Ghostbusters fan, who saw day one in the theater um, and, and also had mozzarella sticks for the first time, same day. I know, you invented the mozzarella stick. I remember I that story. I was pretty sure that I was the very first you person in America yes, that had the mozzarella it. stick that day. But as a longtime Ghostbusters fan, everything he said made me fucking super excited. All right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be dope. If you've not, did you bring or no? I did, but Gabe, can we turn down these lights when we show the video? Because it's a little hard to see the screen. Can we do that? People Just are the, struggling. Particularly the spotlight that's yeah. a little can egregious we, we, and stuff. There you go. Yeah, now it'll pop. That's good, yeah. That's, did you bring that That's not a spotlight. That's our projector. That's what, oh, is that we what need that, that Yeah. That'll be I'm better. like, can you kill that egregious <laughs> Then light? we'll all be in the dark, Kevin. It won't be very You good. brought the teaser? I brought the teaser, yes. yes. Here we go. Bring the lights down more. There we go. Oh, that's sweet.
Right? He described, literally described that thing beat for beat. When I saw it today, I was like, oh my God. It's fucking like he, genius. It's so, it's, it's, that story is great on so many different levels. One, um, it's more Ghostbusters, which right. we could always uh, use. Uh, number two, his dad made the first one, Ivan Reitman. Jason's very accomplished filmmaker in his own right. The fact that he's taken over is adorable one, yeah. and a great story. And he tweeted something I thought was so cute. He said, dad finally gave me the keys to the car. Mm -hmm. And that's... Come on, isn't that a good line, man? That's a great fucking line. You know, speak, it's funny. It's, it, to me, it's a heartwarming, charming story. Like, uh, the, I'm sure that he's a great filmmaker, so the movie's going to be great. But the fact that he's doing it, like the fact that he's gotten to a place where he's like, all right, I'm comfortable, and I've done enough stuff where I could do this. Well, you talk about being there on day one. He said online that I was the first Ghostbusters fan. He said, because I was a six-year-old kid on the set while yeah. they were filming it, and I looked around and said, I love this world. I think so. he's in, too. Yeah. Like, I think that he's there. And I, 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 no, I shouldn't say anymore. No way. No way. Spill the beans! No way. No way. Are you kidding me? I'm going to I'm gonna fucking beg him to be in this motherfucker. Yeah, man. Really. I ain't going to fucking spoil it and shit. Ron like Jeremy's in the first one. You could be What's in the second. You could be in this one. I said Ron Jeremy's in the first one. You could be in this one. I could be the new hedgehog. Yes, exactly. I'm all for it. In music news, Mariah Carey's assistant is suing her. I don't know if you heard about this story, but it's amazing. First of all, Mariah Carey sued her assistant because she said the assistant took videos of her doing inappropriate things and was blackmailing her over them, which was made what everyone... What kind of things? We don't know because... Because the, she hasn't released the videos. But then... The assistant fired her own lawsuit saying that she was abused while she was Mariah Carey's assistant. Here's what happened to her while she was working for Mariah Carey. Her buttocks was slapped, her breasts were slapped, and Mariah Carey's manager tackled her to the ground, sat on her, and urinated on her. Why, was she on fire? <laughs> Maybe a jellyfish stung her. What the fuck? That's not a vision of love. What no. is this about? I'm not going to file that. Her name is Liana Azarian. She said also that Mariah's manager uh, tackled her and called her an effing Armenian whore. Oh, shit. And then called her the N-word. Whoa. To which I'm like, pick a side. Pick, you know, <laughs> make a choice, for God's sake. She can't be both. Just spraying bullets out there. Bullets yeah. hate. So uh, these two lawsuits are going to be settled in court, it looks like. What do you think's the video? What, what's on the videos? That's I, inappropriate. I can only imagine. I mean, Mariah Carey's famously very uh, sexually open and into nudity and stuff and everything. So maybe what? there's some, what do you mean? Maybe some what do you sex mean? tapes. She's famously very promiscuous. Who basically. said this? Uh, people who fuck her. <laughs> you know a lot of them, do you? Well, it's just the, the word on the street. Uh, Huggy Bear told me. So you think it might be some... It's probably sex, sexy time stuff, I'm guessing. Wow, yeah. man. Like breast puppets? <laughs> yeah, breast puppets. Where she makes them talk like, Hi, Mariah! Yes. She puts on that hamster t-shirt and she pretends to be a hamster. All I want for Christmas is you. And while we're talking about music, sadly, there's one musician we talk about each and every week named Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yeah. 
Wow, Arizona really hates Justin Bieber. I, uh... Congratulations, Phoenix. They heard that cunt in Tucson. <laughs> yes. It's the name of my new album, too, by the way. Cunt in Tucson, and I hope you'll all pick it up. <laughs> Justin Bieber and his wife, Haley Baldwin, let's not forget they are married, have uh, sent out Save the Dates for February 29th to all... Excuse me, 28th. <laughs> There's no February 29th. <laughs> Only on leap year. What for? What are we saving the day for, Ralph? For their wedding, Kevin. I thought they were married already. They are, Kevin. Having a second wedding? But they only did it with each other in a Justice of the wow. Peace in New York. I know, that did sound kind of hot. <laughs> Tell me more about how they did it with each other. Now they're inviting all the friends and family to celebrate oh, their union. Oh, this is the one that we get to go to. Exactly. So save the date, Kevin, is what I'm asking done you to do. Uh, it's going to be February 28th, and by all accounts, it's going to be quite the celebration. In fact... Dancers have been rehearsing for weeks for the big production numbers at the wedding. Well, that's, well, they're entertainers. Of course, there'll be a big production. That's number. fucking cheesy to have. Says big... the guy that drove to his wedding in the fucking Batmobile. That's right. That was my one little personal touch. I didn't have fucking, there's no business like show business. I didn't have people singing and no, dancing. No, because you were busy waiting tables going, remember my name, fame. Plus, plus, you're already married. It's not even. It's just. That's a, the weirder thing. It's Look, a half-ass sort of celebration. If you want to bash him for having a second wedding, that's fine. But dancers at a wedding, like that's cool. Like, look, best wedding I went to in my life. My brother got married uh, to my brother-in-law Jerry. Two dudes married each other. They've been married for 25 years, which is like 80, 80 years in straight people years. Yeah, it's fucking right. huge. Yeah. So I went to their wedding, man, and uh, like just at the same fucking time in everybody's wedding when shit gets boring and stuff. Yeah. Fucking drag show kicked in. Donna Summer, Diana Ross, and more came down fucking singing a Bet Midler. It was fucking That's nuts. That's a fun man. idea. It was crazy. Everybody was on the fucking dance floor, like like surrounding it because the ladies were coming down and performing and stuff. Right. And this is a very special memory for me because my father was still alive. He had had many strokes, so he walked with a cane and shit. Had that kind of Bob Dole thing with one hand didn't really work and stuff. Uh, and he was there with my mom. And my mom was plowed, and she was just fucking dancing her ass off when the when the female impersonators came to my mom I was like <laughs> good for grace having a fucking great old time my dad's standing next to her and I'm standing behind them right never fucking forget this uh, my dad has his hand on my mom's back while she's dancing and stuff like that and he's doing a slow groove and I thought he was using her for balance because right. that was his cane hand and stuff but then like my mom is just sauce dude and just fucking like going for it and shit and you know she had to be at that point like in her late 50s maybe i watched my and my father he was in his early 60s my father's hand slowly goes down my mother's back <laughs> you know and i was like oh that's sweet like mm -hmm. i thought and then fucking he kept going like right over the fucking ass off of the badonka donk and straight into the clutch oh just to be like, this is Don's, man. I knew I liked your father the first time I met Don't you friend. do that. Don't you fucking ruin my dad's memory with that. No, when no, stuck, no, no, do let some you other. Grab him by the pussy. Oh, my God. You've they sullied. let you do it. It's unbelievable. Oh, you fucking. That's my father, you piece of shit. 
Um, yeah, it was fucking beautiful, man. That was, uh, I, 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 maybe that's the idea, though. Like, just when shit gets boring at our wedding, boom, we'll have a dance fucking off. All right. You say so. If we could get invited, would you go? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Wouldn't that be amazing? Absolutely, yeah. Comes up to you, he's like, I hear I'm a little cunt. <laughs> a little cunt in Tucson. <laughs> Kevin and I are huge geeks, of course, so every week we like to wrap things up with the geek news, Gabe. Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kevin, geek news. Alright, Gabe, we're gonna have to bring the lights down again for this one, too, because the only geek news really worth talking about this week was dropping Spider-Man yes! home. Yes! Hallelujah. What an amazing trailer this is on every level, Dude, really. it's, it's an amazing world we live in. I know there are many things to complain about and shit, and people always do, but, like, we live in a world where they're like, this time the Spider-Man villain is Mysterio. Yeah. I never, never thought I'd see that in the fucking real world. And I know people are like, you should be more impressed with, like, people who cure diseases and shit like that. And I guess they're and right. That's good. That's good too. That's very good. And yeah. Noble as well. Yes. But like, this is fucking Mysterio, man. Right. Like, they did a justice. Oh, and, and Jake Gyllenhaal looking sexy as fuck. And Spider Man teams up with Nick Fury. Come yeah. On. Was, all of it was fantastic. I put up a reaction video and I just like literally came with my face. <laughs> Loved it so fucking much. Yeah, man. This kid, what's his name? John Watts, the director. Yeah. He's the one who did Homecoming. Now he's doing this. He's he got, just he's gets got the it. Key. Oh, he fucking gets it, man. I can't wait. Tom Holland, too. Best Spider Man. Fantastic. Ever. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But it does seem like when the trailer dropped, like people were like, yeah, Tom's great, but fucking look at Jake Gyllenhaal. Like everyone went crazy. Because the costume is right out of the goddamn comics. That's why. And also, like, when he didn't have the bubble head on, he just looked fucking smoking. He looked like, take me up to Brokeback Mountain. All right. Total Brokeback Mysterio, man. He's like, okay. Let's dim the lights and watch the trailer for Spider Man Far From Home. Thank you, Spider Man. That was so good. Hey, sorry I'm late. Happy. You look nice. Thank you. You too. Thank you. New dress? Yes, it is. How'd you know? <laughs> what just happened? Putting a trip? Mm -hmm. Going to Europe. It's a school trip. Did you get your passport? Peter Parker here to pick up a passport, please. Mini toothpaste? Mm -hmm. Pack your suit. I just want to go on my trip with my friends. Europe doesn't really need a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Uncle Ben's suitcase. You look really pretty. Therefore, I have value. No, no, that's not I'm right. messing with you. You look pretty, too. I just want to spend some time with MJ. I think she really likes me, too. That reminds me when I first fell in love. I had just finished my food call. So nice to finally meet you, Spider-Man. You're Nick Fury. Put some clothes on. Let's go for a ride. Is he going to be okay like that? Might want to turn him over so he doesn't swallow his tongue. Nick Fury just hijacked our summer vacation. Awesome! You got gifts, Parker, but you have a job to do. Are you going to step up or not? 
friends are in trouble. What are you gonna do about it? Yes, bitch! Oh, look how sexy he looks. Here comes, man, the bubblehead. Fuck yes! that guy he's like iron man and thor rolled into one he's no spider-man what is it with you and spider-man what he looks out for the neighborhood has a dope suit and i really respect him sup dickwad <laughs> oh that's fucking come wonderful. on god we live in such an age of wonder man yeah. And when is it? Next summer? July. Yeah. So Nick Fury's in it and Spider-Man. So we, I know two people that survived the snap. Yeah. Unless this is like, a, like an Ant-Man and Wasp sort of pre-story. Well, maybe he saying, gets called up to fight the Infinity War at the end of this. Well, maybe. Uh, what's, his, uh, what's her name? Uh, Amy Pascal. Yes. Back in Sony. 2017 from mm -hmm. Sony. She said, she's a producer on the movies. She said, Spider-Man Far From Home starts moments after the end of Avengers Endgame. Gotcha. But also somehow takes place before the events of Infinity War. Because we all know that going into the next Avengers movie, time travel is going to play some sort oh, of role. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Because of the quantum realm and stuff. Right. Which somebody else also pointed out online in the trailer for Endgame when... Ant-Man's at the front door, right. and he's just like, I'm here, I'm here. And like Captain America goes, when, is, when, when was this taken? Like, that's a big spoiler beat. Oh, I when see. is the question? Like, They're he, always wondering when events are happening. And that's, I think, the key to defeating Thanos. And oh, of this course, sounds like a stoner's dream come true. Oh, gonna, fucking yes. You're going to disappear inside that movie. It is such a great time to be a stoner, man. Fucking like Mysterio is a villain. Yeah. And oh my God, those fucking that that movie's gonna make me. I didn't tell you this, right? So this week I was uh, I hosted with my kid. Uh, Deadly Class is a show that premiered on Sci Fi. Mm -hmm. Wonderful fucking show um, about is based on a comic book, the Image comic book, right? Uh, about like a school for like kids that assassins, are no damn good right? assassins and shit. And so uh, uh, the Russo brothers produce it. So the Russo, uh, one of the Russo brothers was there, Anthony Russo. I was taking pictures of the cast and stuff, and then all of a sudden he came, comes over and, and somebody goes, hey man, this is Anthony Russo. And I instantly grabbed him in a massive hug and held him so tightly for such an uncomfortably long period of time, mm. as if he had just lost a relative or something like that. Right. And I held him, I said, you are doing the Lord's work. And so I got to gush at the man who, like, is one of my favorite filmmakers on the planet because I've watched Avengers uh, Infinity War 53 times now. I know, and I'm proud of every viewing. Um, so I was like, bro, you made a fucking movie that, like, I keep going back to. I find it infinitely entertaining. I'm never like, oh, I'm going to skip this part. Right. Like, I watch the whole fucking the whole thing. I'm engaged the whole fucking way through. I said, but, like, let me ask you this. Did you guys know when you were making the movie, how pop culturally important the snap would become. That it would become shorthand. That even your mother would be like, I'm gonna snap half of you away, Tiger. Like fucking, right. 
And they were like, no, we had no idea. We weren't prepared. We thought people would like it, but we didn't know it would become like fucking that big. And mm. stuff. Um, so he says that, you know, they were, they're working on it still. They keep, they're still tinkering with it. They're still tinkering with it. And I think that's because like, and I, I asked, I was just like, it's like the most pressure in the world. I can well, imagine. That's what they, they, like they, they knew, you know, infinity war would be big. They had no idea how fucking big it would be and how people would take it to heart. And yeah. I mean, fucking so it's one thing to have a great setup, but then you need a great punchline at the end. And right? He also said something very true where he goes, it's a, it's really hard to make two movies at the same time, which is what they did. Yeah. So, you know, they've been going back and adding as well. I can't, Fucking wait. Honestly, I could drop dead after that movie comes out. Man. Don't although, say that. Although now there's fucking Spider-Man, and that's the plan. To just live Marvel movie to movie Marvel to movie. movie. Give me reasons You'll to You'll be live. crying with a barrel in your mouth, and then a trailer will come on. You'll be like, oh, I'm going to I'll be like, what's the point? I'm like, wait, Craven the Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> Before we say goodbye, ladies and gentlemen, got one more bit of business to take care of. Are we really saying goodbye? What time? Oh my God, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's late. Everybody knows that Liam Neeson is a hugely talented actor. And also has a huge cock. That's absolutely true. Hit it, Gabe. Oh, we can't help but wonder how big is Liam Neeson's cock. That's right. I um, love the Irish tongue. Yeah, let's give it up for Gabe, by the way, on uh, Psychopaths tonight. Dropping them cues. Just fucking This is a hard a show to do for a guy during the tech for the first time, and he crushed it tonight. So Excellent Gabe, job, thank you Gabe. so much. You stand shoulder to shoulder with the greats. Yes. Uh, I got some bad news about Liam Neeson's cock, by the way. I want to I talk about this before we move on. Each and every episode, we always say you can contribute and read the facts, the legendary facts of Liam Neeson's cock at NeesonCock.com. We're getting sued like Fortnite. <laughs> Liam Neeson has sued us. <laughs> no. No, I'm kidding. Here's the thing. Liam Neeson's cock, uh, NeesonCock.com was a website that one of the uh, fans of Hollywood Babylon set up that was attached to a Tumblr page called Liam Neeson's Cock, where he would list all of the facts. Well, after the first of the year, Tumblr decided they were gonna clean up their act and have no more not safe for work content on their pages. Wow. So they shut down. We were affected by that. They obviously didn't even look at the content. The fact that it was called Liam Neeson's cock, I'm sure, was enough for them to shut it down. But you can't go there anymore. You can't read the facts. You can't contribute facts there. You can't go there any longer. So then where do we pull our facts? So just send them directly to me at hbopodcast.aol.com. Wow, man. Along with anything else. Anything else you want to send in for the show, you can always reach us. the end of an era. It is. It's kind of sad that we lost NeesonCock.com. Neesoncock.com. Served us well. It's a Tinseltown stiff right we, there. It seems like we just have to let go of Neesoncock. <laughs> Never. Here are this week's facts about Liam Neeson's cock. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? He doesn't have a sperm count. He has a sperm whale count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tumblr didn't want that? No, I can't believe it. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? 
According to this satellite image, he just fucked Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. I think we have a weather satellite picture up here that we can throw up. Gabe, do we have? There we go. <laughs> All three states right in a row, by the way. He made an impression. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. It's what paralyzed Brian Cranston in the upside. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ouch. Right in the ham flower. I, I thought the R. Kelly joke was dark. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. To help out during the government shutdown, Liam is letting the Navy store battleships in his urethra. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It stars in the new Ghostbusters movie as the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of Phoenix, have you had a good time this evening? What an amazing audience. Thank you all so much. I cannot thank you enough for coming out. You have been amazing this evening, but give it up for the man without whom we have no Babylon, Mr. Ralph Fagagarin. My buddy and Babel brother, Kevin Smith. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babylon Fagagarin. Good night, Phoenix! This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.